This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, are we at a point where business leaders have to make a decision on the issues of purpose versus value? Maybe not, according to our next guest, who says that there is a business case to be made for including purpose and things like societal goals in the mix with business success. Vid Hanish is a vice dean and faculty director of Wharton's uh, ESG initiative. He is also a management professor here at the Wharton School and has done a paper on this, and he joins us right now. Hi, Vic. Great to talk to you again. Hi. Pleasure to be back on the show. Thank you. All right. So give us a sense uh, of where we kind of stand on this because it has been obviously very much a hot topic of discussion right now about the impact of value versus purpose. Yeah, you know, we stand, I think where we stand is that there's too much conflict about this. You know, somehow stakeholder versus shareholder has become this polarized, politicized debate. And uh, what I try to do in the paper, um, hearkening back to some of the work by Ed Freeman in the 1970s and 80s, the founder of stakeholder theory, is, is really highlight that good strategy uh, especially when we start thinking about long-term strategy, involves attention to stakeholders and attention to what they care about. The importance of setting kind of a, a, a clear purpose beyond just kind of short-term, how important is that when you're able to kind of lay this out in a, in a longer period of time? Well, it's really critical. I mean, think about what I try to do in the paper is, uh, you know, get you to think about what a firm is or what an organization is. If everyone is just, if everyone knows that the purpose is short-term shareholder value maximization, there's all sorts of choices that managers make. Uh, There's all sorts of, um, uh, all sorts of choices that they make on a given day that aren't in a contract, that aren't specified. And how do they make them? If everybody knows, if every supplier, if every employee, if every community member knows that the firm will always do the thing that helps shareholders the most, they're going to treat that firm very differently than if they think that firm is really in it for long-term you know, total value maximization. If they're really thinking about the whole pie, not just the shareholder slice. There might be a moment where they have to decide, you know, do I contribute more? Do I roll up my sleeves? Do I work a little harder? Uh, do I help innovate, uh, or am I just going to be fighting for my peace today? And, and as long as they think the manager's and the firm's purpose is just for short-term shareholder value maximization, they're going to make that same choice. They're going to be fighting for their short-term scraps and not thinking about the long-term investments in the size of the pie. Where do you think we are right now, then, in terms of that mindset, thinking more long-term in comparison to maybe that quarter-by-quarter benefit? You know, I think we're, we're sort of all over the place is the problem is that I think at one level, when you explain the logic like this to people, when you say, you know, would you rather work for or be a neighbor of a company that, you know, doesn't pollute the river, uh, that doesn't throw up toxic emissions, that doesn't mistreat its workers, uh, that pays its fair share of taxes uh, to support the community or to support uh, the public sector, you know, if you ask those questions, people say, yeah, of course, you know, I, I want to work for a good company, you know, a company that's fair, a company that treats its employees and its community with respect. So at that level, I think we all get it, regardless of our political affiliation. 
But then when it comes to somehow this word stakeholder or, or these letters ESG, suddenly we hit a third rail. Uh, and, and somehow that's, you know, we we're hearing that that's communist or that's socialist, you know, <laughs> and it's not. Stakeholders uh, are a critical component in long-term value creation. And if we don't treat our suppliers, if we don't treat our uh, customers, if we don't treat our communities, if we don't treat our workers well, we got to recognize that that firm is going to produce less. And, and so we've got to get over um, the dichotomy between the simple logic of I want to work for, I want to be a neighbor of a good company as opposed to someone who's just focused on the short term, just focused on today, and turn that into discussions around what the purpose of the company is, how we should be thinking about stakeholders, uh, and how we make a trade-off between you know, short-term earnings guidance and long-term strategy. And and so is it safe to say that that level of politicization that you, you mentioned before is one of the kind of key ingredients that has held back this mindset that there are elements of environmental that can still be profitable as well? Yeah, I, th I think it is. I mean, I think somehow um, we've created politically a sense that if it's good for stakeholders, uh, if it's good for somebody other than shareholders, it's bad for profits. It's bad for value. And that's just simply not true if we think through what an organization, what a firm is, how it operates, how it creates value. Um, you know, many others have made this point. You know, Alex Edmonds in his book, Grow the Pie, Ed Freeman in his book, The Power of And. But I'm trying to lay a little bit more of the, the theoretical foundations, the micro foundations of that in this paper. Uh, but, you know, it's not a revolutionary idea, but unfortunately it's one that's having a hard time sticking or a hard time landing. Uh, and I do think politics is playing a role. Uh, and, and somehow the word stakeholder, the letters ESG, uh, have, have mobilized a kind of reaction that, that's really unhelpful. Let's just get back to the basics. Would you rather work for a company that pollutes the river, pollutes the air, treats its workers well or poorly? You know, let's ask those simple questions and then start thinking about why and how that create, helps the company in the long term. And I would assume that, you know, when you, you think about the, the business side of this, you can also look at, and I'll use the BlackRock Larry Fink exa uh, example, that with some of the work that they are doing around some of the investment elements, that if you see the success there, there's the potential to, to maybe to aid in this process as well. Yeah, I mean, that's an important point that what we want to do is convince investors, too, uh, of a company's purpose and how that's creating value. And that's exactly, you know, before Larry Fink started talking about climate risk and ESG uh, back in 2015, 2016, he started talking about the importance of organizational purpose and, and what is the purpose and does it serve the interests of its stakeholders? Uh, and, and, you know, maybe he'll go back to that now um, because I think it was really powerful. And, and But what he demanded from managers and corporate affairs teams is explain it to me. You know, don't just say, oh, this is my purpose, trust me. Explain to me right. how the decisions you're making create long-term value, the decisions you're making on climate, the decisions you're making on human rights, on labor practices. Walk me through the logic. How does it affect retention? How does it affect waste? How does it affect costs? How does it affect revenue growth? Connect the dots for me. And that's really what, you know, part of the paper lays out this logic, but part of the paper says in order to make progress, we need better data. Uh, and, and it's really critical, as you said, for investors, 
Um, but also for all of us who are assessing a company, you know, do we want this company in our neighborhood? Which company do we want to work for? We need more information about how it operates when the manager has a choice. You know, when it, they're not bound by contract, but they have a choice when they wake up. Are they going to do X or Y? We want to understand what kind of firm it is, how they operate, what the rules of the game are beyond the contracts. And, and that really is its purpose. And what I'm arguing for in the paper is a purpose beyond short-term shareholder value maximization. Well, as you said, you have to kind of have the buy-in from from everybody within kind of the company itself, thinking about the, the, the firm. Uh, and then you, I guess, also look at all of the different levels within the organization to get that buy-in, thinking about, you know, the lowest rungs on the ladder, middle managers, et cetera. If you have that buy-in and that, that, that one path, then you, you're – the the potential benefits are are even greater as you move along correct right right so i mean this logic applies both to internal stakeholders like workers and and my colleague here warden claudine gartenberg uh, has done tremendous work in that area just along the lines you said if all the workers understand why the company exists when they get uh, and what its purpose is when they get asked uh when they get charged uh you know working overtime working harder doubling down joining a new team you know, they're more likely to sign up and they're more likely to contribute well than, um, than you know, a firm where they don't feel like they're going to get their share of the spoils. They don't feel like they're going to get compensated for that extra work. Uh, but I'm taking the argument even further. So I'm, I'm building on work by people like Claudine and saying, look, that same logic applies to your suppliers. That same logic applies to your customers. That same logic applies to the people who live right outside the fence, to the government, to the NGOs. All of those stakeholders are part of the process of value creation. And what the manager's job really is, is, uh, and, and this is a quote from Ed Freeman, is to try to build harmony within that system of stakeholders. And purpose is a powerful way of kind of achieving that harmony, of get, getting everyone to understand why you exist, why you're doing what you're doing, uh, and, and to get them to contribute a little bit more and fight a little bit less amongst themselves because you're all in this together. You're all at the table together. You and I have talked about this a, a couple of times, and I, I think it's it's interesting that it, it feels like we're still very much in the early portion. Uh, I, I would use the baseball terminology, the early innings uh, of what is going to be a, a longer a longer focus. You talk about the focus long term, but you know th th there is a process that needs to play out here, and, and to be able to have the buy in, to be able to have the the, the the belief by so many of these stakeholders is in the end probably what's going to be one of the big drivers to be able to reach some of these goals and to have these levels of of success correct yeah absolutely i mean i think if you look at the long term you know younger employees are demanding this of the firms they work for they want to know what the firm stands for they want it to be something they want it to have an impact um, I think customers are increasingly looking to products and, and firms that, that they feel are, are contributing to something broader. And, and I think more and more investors, especially younger investors and female investors, they also claim that they want to invest in firms not just for the short-term returns but for the impact, You know that they care about how the money gets made and why, not just how much. So if you look at the long term, if you look at the long arc, we're headed in the right direction. The data is getting better. We've talked about that before. We're making progress in connecting the dots, and, and managers are getting better at connecting the dots. But, but we are in a kind of short-term reaction. 
right, and, and in which there has yep. been this politicization of stakeholder, of purpose, of anything that isn't just pure market, uh, short-term shareholder maximization. And uh, I think that might set us back, uh, you know, a few months, a few years on progress. And, and I guess the disturbing thing to me is, you know, I'm confident in the long term. I'm confident that we're contributing yeah. to that here at the ESG initiative. But the short-term costs uh, of delay are, are really uh, dangerous and scary. You know, we, uh, you know, we're mid-August. We still have July heat waves. We've got uh, evacuation of provincial capitals in Canada. You know, the destruction of cities uh, in in Maui. Um, you know, the the cost of delay, the cost of people not engaging and not moving faster, is rapidly accelerating. So yes, I'm confident about the long term, but I, I don't feel like that's enough. I, I can't rest on my laurels, or I can't just smile and say, oh, this is all going to work out. Uh, this is just a blip. The, the blip is dangerous. Are, are you confident that then we will get to the level we will need at, at, at some point, and obviously sooner rather than better, in, in, I think, in your mind? You know, I think history, uh, if you look at these questions over time, you know, what's the purpose of an organization? Where do shareholders fit in? We've had uh, cycles. Uh, cycles where uh, managers were given a lot of discretion to think about the greater good, and at times where maybe managers, you know, took it a little too easy, didn't think enough about shareholders, and shareholders fought back and say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I, I'm a stakeholder too. Like, what about my returns? And we started pushing the needle back towards the shareholders. And each time, you know, when we go through one of these cycles, we probably go a little too far. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, are we ever going to get there? I, I think we're just going to keep having these cycles where uh, right now we're saying, look, we, we were too focused on the sh on shareholder interests and we didn't think enough about workers, uh, communities, the natural environment, the, the system's out of whack. Let's bring it back in. Let's bring these factors in. You know, maybe in 20 or 30 years, uh, you know, there'll be guests on, on whatever sort of holographic uh, equivalent of a radio show there is saying, you know, we've we got to focus more on shareholders. We've gone too far the other way. So I don't think we get to some equilibrium or some state of perfection. We're just trying to balance these conflicting interests, and it's hard. And, and right now we need to rebalance uh, away from shareholder primacy and towards a more holistic, a more inclusive view of the purpose of a firm. I hope we move in that direction quicker than uh, we are. Uh, I hope we make real progress, and I, I don't think we'll ever get to the end point. I think we'll just keep learning and, and trying to get better. Uh, but getting better might mean moving in a different direction 20 or 30 years from now from where we are going right now. Well, right, and, and, and I think you touch on something that's important because realistically when you think about the structure uh, of how we talk about companies on this channel, this show, and, and in and around kind of Wall Street, we talk about them quarter by quarter. Earnings come out, you know, on quarters for, for publicly traded companies. And so that that's a process that's obviously been ingrained, and it doesn't feel like it's going to go away anytime soon. So there's going to be that that element of, of battle going on with this, I think, you know, a, a, as time moves on. Yeah, I mean, it would be great if at some point in the future, you know, we started talking about firms' impacts uh, overall, you know, not just their quarterly earnings, yeah. uh, but how did they adjust, uh, you know, how did they impact quality-adjusted life years? How many people did they lift out of poverty? Um, how much carbon did they take out of the atmosphere? You know, if we put those things, uh, you know, and, and then we could quantify the dollar of those, so we could start talking about the total yeah. value or the total impact of a company. 
I, that's where we're moving in terms of measurement. And again, you know, it, an important part of conveying your purpose is being able to prove it and being able to measure it. And part of the paper really advocates for that. So I think, yeah. you know, maybe in five or 10 years, we'll be talking about quarterly earnings and quarterly impacts and, and we'll, yeah. uh, and the dollar value of those impacts. So we'll look at shareholder value and we'll look at total value. And, and that'll be a different lens that we assess the company by. Uh, and then we'll try to see if they sustain it, you know, not just quarter to quarter, but how many quarters in a row are those positive? How many quarters in a row are those trending upwards? What's the company done over the last five years compared to its competitor? What do we think it's going to do over the next 10? You know, I think those would all be healthy shifts. Uh, I understand the, the focus on a single number, uh, but, it, but it's really problematic. And again, it changes the way everybody treats the company. It changes the way the employees treat the company suppliers treat the company, the customers treat the company, the community, they all treat the company differently if they think the only thing that matters is the quarterly earnings target. Uh, and, and as a result, the company and all those stakeholders are less well off. Vid, always great to talk with you. Thanks very much. All the best, sir. Sam, it's a pleasure. Good to see you. you got it. Vid Holt-Hennish, who is a, a professor of management here at the Wharton School, and as we mentioned, also a uh, Vice Dean and Faculty Director of the Wharton School's ESG Initiative. By the way, if you would like to uh, read more about uh, his paper, you can go to the Knowledge at Wharton website. Uh, that article is uh, up uh, from uh, just uh, a month or so ago. It is the Long-Term Business Case for Corporate Purpose. You can read about it, and it has a link to the full uh, paper that uh, Vid uh, helped put together. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.